Okay. Okay. Uh, we can recap. It's the rum shop. It's Joey Reed's here along with Natalino. And uh, we're going to be going through some of the uh, the sports events that happened throughout the week. Um, we're going to talk about Manchester United's lackluster performance uh, against Tottenham. Um, some basketball stuff. I think I snored through most of it. Basketball has been okay for the most part. There was the Lakers beating Memphis. Um, we had Phoenix losing to Denver. Um, and we had some other sports stuff. Natalina, why don't you give us a little bit of a recap for what you what stood out to you, first of all, for the matches? Well, you know, I'm diehard of the NBA playoffs right now, so I am the most excited about Denver Phoenix and Denver killing Phoenix in game one. Um, Jokic, Murray, Porter, really it was the Murray show in game one. And Brown, I think he's like a sub off the bench. Is that show on Netflix? Yep, the Murray show. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Um, okay, and then we had the Leafs beating uh, Tampa. I'm sure your dad was very happy about that one. Yes, all Leafs fans are like hyperventilating right now because it's the first time in I don't even know how many years that they've gone past the first round. Leafs fans are so stupid. You know they're going to come at you right now. Fine, get at me. You're happy that your team got past the first round? You're happy to spend money to watch them lose in the second? Ugh. Anyways, hockey players don't even get paid that much. That was the crazy part to me. The hockey union needs to do a better job of getting those pay- players paid. Um, then we had Lakers beating Memphis. Um, LBJ. LBJ 2Q uh, square. I think he's going to take it. I think Lakers are going to win. The LBJ 2Q square community. Oh, my God. You are pathetic. It's LeBron James. Where do you even get the B? It's, Le- Le- it's one name. LeBron. Yeah. And James. 2Q square community. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think I, I think the Lakers are going to win the whole thing, man. LeBron's looking good. No, I don't think they can get past. Anthony Davis, when he plays, he can he can hoop out. Um, Dennis Schroeder can play quite well when he's, you know, not fumbling his other bag of money. That's a conversation for another time. Um, then we had Manchester United against Tottenham. That was a dud Abismal. of a game. Uh, we started off really well. I think the lineup was, like, actually quite strong. And then we just fumbled the second half. We allowed an ailing, weak-looking team that looks like they're on life support come back and tie the game 2 nothing. Well, first of all, we've had this argument numerous times because you know I get pissed when Ten Hag subs in players when I think he should leave in Erickson. I think he should leave in a lot of people. And you're always – and I get it. I completely get what everybody's saying, including you. He should be allowed – to sub in players because they have a lot of games and he needs to start like managing minutes. It's almost like load management, the Kawhi style. I get it. You're not very good at load management. I get it. Anyways, but when your subs There's suck. There's leaky holes in your defense. When they're, your subs suck as bad as his subs suck, like just, I don't know, play your players out. If you're already doing well, like, you know that they started the second half against Tottenham week. You know I was, like, all nervous. Two nothing up is, like, two up is nothing for them. I was like, they need a third goal, and then I'll feel comfortable. What did you think? I thought they were going to – I thought they were on par to win. I didn't think those um, substitutions were going to hit them that badly, and I think it's a little bit unfair to just strictly blame the subs. I think you also have to put some onus on Ten Hag. I think his game management was just so poor. 
Like, he allowed Tottenham to get back into the game with this formation. He allowed Tottenham to just completely uh, run amok on them off of, especially when it came to the counterattacking. He didn't hold any of those specific players, especially Casemiro. Um, he didn't hold them accountable for their poor passing. I think there comes a time in some games where sometimes you just need to take what I would call the easy way out. And when you're defending, you just dump the ball out. You defend for like 50 minutes left of a game. I remember when we started winning all of those games and we were cruising through 1-0 defeats, 2-0 wins. All we were doing was steady defending. We had 10 players firmly behind the ball. And we were crushing the But defender. you had Ran, you had Martin, Lisandro Martinez, you have right now Maguire. Why did you just roll your L like you're Spanish? Because I have to when I say Lisandro Martinez. Do you have to shake your titties? <laughs> yeah, I have to do the little shoulder shimmy. <laughs> it's funny because your shoulders shake and then when they're finished, that's when your titties start shaking. <laughs> oh, it's very God. sexy. Um, but we didn't have them. But to our credit, I mean, or to their credit, um, what's his name? Lindelof has been quite good. Yeah, I've always liked Sean's Lindelof. Sean's been pretty good. Dalo was pre- Malasia, okay, fine. He's like a he's the leaky faucet in the team so far. Um, but honestly, like if you know those things are going to happen, Wan who I just like to call Juan. Yeah, Juan Bissaka. <laughs> if you know those things are going to happen, and you can't trust your team or your defenders to hold down that two nil lead, then you should just put everybody behind the ball and play as if you are one of those bottom tier teams that are winning a game. All the bottom tier teams do that. That's how they have so much success. Look at Nottingham Forest. The famous win that they just pulled out was because they had everybody behind the ball. They have Kaylor Neves, who's been a crazy goalkeeper. He's in such good form. Um, but it just sometimes you just have to play that hacky game. You just have to get behind the ball and dump it out. And you'll get the wins that you want. But United kept trying to play this stylish football where they were trying to make these short passes, open up Tottenham defense with shit passes that didn't work and then they got punished for it so there you go and then after that game in between that game and this game we caught up on ted lasso episodes well not all of them but episode seven uh spoiler alert for anybody who's watching ted lasso and hasn't gotten up to episode seven by the way so you may want to tune this out for a bit and then come back in like five minutes so thanks to ted lasso what i do yeah (laughs) thanks to ted lasso I now know what total football is and I've learned total football and it feels like Eric Ten Hag where which is interesting enough where did total football originate it originated in the Netherlands of Holland yeah and where is Ten Hag from Uh, isn't he from like Portugal (laughs) no very (laughs) funny very funny so interestingly enough it seems that Ted Hag also watched the same episode of Ted Lasso (laughs) as us because today's game or did Ted Lasso watch the same episode that Ted Hag did you it doesn't even make sense what you just said anyways today's game started off and I felt I was watching total football in action in the first half and then you would would you agree no uh, well, that's what it felt like. Everyone was covering everyone. People were getting an they opportunity to They didn't have the strings up. around their cocks. <laughs> that was only the Ted Lasso well, That's not shows. total football <laughs> if you don't have strings around your cocks. That was only on the Ted Lasso episode. So if you guys haven't seen episode seven of Ted Lasso, it's probably my favorite episode yet. It's hilarious. It is definitely my favorite episode. I thought that was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought AFC Richmond showed a lot of heart uh, <laughs> to try and <laughs> battle back against team. Arsenal. <laughs> What do you mean a fake team? That's a real team. There's a real competition that oh they have. God. The only character that I need to get run over by a truck 
I wish it wasn't his stupid gift and I wish it was him is Nate. I can't stand his stupid character. I don't know what they're doing with him, but he's got to go. Send him back to India or some shit. Get him deported. He needs to get out of my life. I can't stand that guy. He's full of shit. And that whole writing of his character of trying to be this like super shy guy who always finishes last and now he's trying to get somewhere. Like what? What is the ultimate realization with having these stupid characters who are on TV over and over again? I wish he would get beat up by like an angry mob after a game. Maybe that'll be a great scene for Ted Lasso. If you guys are listening and you want to throw in some bonus features or maybe you haven't done it yet, how about after a game, Nate is leaving the Hammer Stadium. That would perpetuate everything wrong with the football scene in england it's full of racism it's full of wait, hatred wait, 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 it's full wait, of this they addressed it with uh with the guys yeah but did you just hear what Opa. you said about nate about rewind to five uh, like two minutes earlier and you said where i just wish they would blank nate back to like you're you just, blank, deport him oh uh, see this is pure, pure bullshit what you're spewing. how is that pure bullshit it's the pure guy bullshit. is acting like the like the typical quintessential indian sissy boy he literally has the shy guy who hasn't come out of his who hasn't come out of his shell, talking to his little Indian mom, trying to uphold their stupid non-existent cultural values. Well, we all know that's all bullshit. We all know that Nate, if he was in India, he'd be one of those fucking pervy guys who are trying to rape one of those women. And oh let's not pretend that, that shit doesn't happen in India. I'm not even listening India. to you oh, right okay, now. Moving sorry, on, guys. moving no, on. No, this is I I hate nate's character so much and they should do how come why don't they do that why doesn't ted lasso have an episode where nate's coming out after a hammers game and who are the hammers big rival um can anybody tell me out there is it newcastle can you can you look that up the hammers west ham's biggest rivals whoever it is catch him after a game beat the shit out of him and then he realizes that he can't be the same sissy asshole that he's perpetuating himself to be and making it look like you know all of these fucking Indian people just happen to be like this one guy. Name one other Indian person in that show who's like that character. Go ahead. I'll wait. Oh, uh, that's right. Because the rest of them are all black or white or Spanish. Right? But they all have various characters within the show. Why is it the one Indian guy has to be portrayed like that? I'll wait. Don't worry. I'm not as speaking about this topic anymore. I'm moving on to how Eric Ten Hag pulled that total football science and like i i swear he applied it in the first half i don't care what you say do you want to move on to play ratings for today sure but i'll just say that total football did not happen within the first half of that game in the first half of that game it was strictly us trying to beat aston villa's uh offside trap a bit different from the total football I would say the first five minutes, yes, maybe. I think both teams were playing really quick, swift passes and trying to cut each other up open. But I think we started to realize that we had the upper hand by trying to play over the top of them and trying to run in. Martinez, great job goalkeeping because without you, that game would have been 4-0 easily. Also, David Dea, he made a pretty good save. But um, that was my rant for the day. I think we're going to move on to the player ratings. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay. What are you doing it out of 10 or 5? Uh, 10 out of 10 sure to seven and why just for that one save uh the one actually his distribution was good his distribution was great he also uh commanded the box really well during those corner kicks um and i thought he had good communication with his defenders you can see that they all had trust in each other and i I thought to played super well 
Lindelof. Uh, Lindelof. I personally would give Lindelof an eight. Uh, I'm shocked you're not giving him a nine. You were like raving. Lindelof probably, arguably, could be the man, one of the men of the match. Um, that even though it wouldn't have counted, but it just shows how hungry he is when he made that save off the line with his head, even though they were already offside. He was just determined to keep the clean sheet. He played so well, very calm in defense, made all the right passes. Every time he got the ball, he looked around for his options, just didn't clear the ball blindly. It was a superb game. Um, Dallow. Um, A little bit of a ghost. He didn't really have too many moments. I'd give him a six. I think he... Played well enough, but didn't really have too much of an impact. He could have gotten subbed, and I think we would have had the same outcome. Malasia. Um, Malasia pissed me off at times. I <laughs> thought he played quite well. Um, when I say quite well, for him, you're talking about, yeah, quite well for him, um, Malasia. Started to get really reckless in the second half by getting two needless fouls, especially towards the end of that free kick. I don't he's think he had to panic into that foul. I'm surprised he's so slow. Um. Yeah, he's not very pacey. No, I'm. Every time someone outright paces him, I'm like outruns him. I'm shocked because he looks like he's moving fast, and then he just. I I don't know if it's just like a split second. He doesn't like he hesitates, or he's not sure where the um player's going, and then he just lags. Like he has to actually rip down the shorts of the guys in front of him <laughs> so that like they don't score a goal. It's crazy. Yeah, I would say. Probably the poorest player on the pitch today. Luke Shaw. Uh, Luke Shaw was pretty good. I give him a seven. I was waiting for that battle royale at the end. Like he looked like he was angry and he was protecting himself. He was defending himself, but I wanted to see him just punch the guy out. That was crazy, especially the clip to the foot. I'm surprised the ref missed that. And he actually let a few things go. It was getting testy. It was, was like it a, Watkins? No, it wasn't all it was Traore. No, uh, um, the guy's Duran? Duran? Oh, I'm not Started sure. Started with the D oh, or something. Oh, yeah, the one who got subbed in. Yeah, but um, yeah, Luke Shaw, seven. Um, had some good moments. Made a few good tackles, but also made some really good passes. To, I'd uh, say the Luke Shaw. The Fernandez was great. I'd say Luke Shaw's the same. If you gave uh, Lindelof an eight, I'm giving Shaw an eight. Like, I think no, they, Oh, yeah, no. 100%. 100%. I, he didn't play as well as Lindelof. You can't take away. Lindelof was the shining player I think in they played today. amazing together. I think it was great. Also, um... I just wanted to sneak this in there, but I think we should start covering wrestling because that is a sport. I don't um, watch wrestling because it's fake. I watch old wrestling, so maybe I'll do old wrestling recaps from what I've watched. Maybe you could talk to yourself and maybe have like a, why don't you have a live, um, whatever, text in, call in or write uh, in. People abusing me for watching <laughs> reruns of wrestling. <laughs> but that would look like it was going to be a wrestling match. Who do you think would win the wrestling match? Uh, Luke Shaw or the other guy? Luke Shaw. I say Luke Shaw wins by submission. Yeah, he's so like he's smaller to the ground, but built and like he just looks like he could take someone down. Don't you like to be taken down, Casemiro? Uh, Casemiro. You know what? I give him an eight. I have to give him an. I thought. Oh he yeah, was, you, you kept saying was, Lindelof gets the eight. I now thought you're he was him superb an in the midfield. He was the standout player. He made great link-up plays. Uh, made great tackles that like really helped us in like for some very um, defining moments. So yeah, eight, I can't say. Okay. What was the reason that you think he played well today? You called it out early. You looked at a close up of him and you said, 
Oh, he looks ugly. He looked terrible. Yeah. He compared to the other like, games he was recently. He balls in the face and everything. <laughs> he was very, very active. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to win. He's going to play well. But he, yeah, he, he dug in there. The other two games where you just thought he looked so pretty for some reason, he then they lost. Like, And he sucked. The last two <laughs> games, he looked like Oscar De La Hoya. This game, he looked like Roberto Duran. Oh, my gosh. Erickson. Six. Uh, threw away an amazing opportunity to seal the game off, to dead the game. When uh, Sancho made that great pass to him after beating two defenders, was always a little bit unsure to me. Um, he, he does hold down the midfield. Don't get me wrong; people are very confident with him on the ball in midfield, but just a bit of a shell. He was kind of just there. I still think he's got the best passes, typically, and uh, I don't know. I feel like people feel more confident when he's in the game. I don't care if he's just a little bit of a shell. He, I think like people feel confident when he's there. Um, and here is someone that I hope that they sign long-term, Sabitzer. Seven. I thought Sabitzer played really well. Uh, he had a great first half especially. He was super active. He was in there. He forced over some turnovers that could have led to goals. Um, very active. Very made sure that the one thing I like about Sabitzer, whether, and this is an example of total football, um, is that he doesn't stay in his position. Whether that's good or bad, he's always trying to overload the ball. But if the ball does somehow get switched, he's the first guy to sprint over to make sure that ground is covered. He is all over the place. I don't think he's like a firm left wing or right wing or center. I just think you play that guy because you want him to occupy space in the middle. Um, Very much like Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes is a bit more, I would say, Positionally wise, he's a bit more sound, but I do like the fact that Sabitzer will go in there for a rough tackle. He'll try his best to score. He'll move around super active. Once he can kind of turn that into a bit more of a Kevin De Bruyne kind of role where he can have killer passes and set up people for amazing assists, I think he'll be incredible. But seven for this game, I thought very good. And moving on to Fernandez, you know, what's interesting to people who are listening, I think probably about four times in the first half and you're not necessarily like Fernandez's top fan four times in the first half I heard you yell to the TV pass it to Fernandez why are they not seeing Fernandez open I think like Fernandez was finding those open spots but nobody was seeing him and you were the most livid and you're never livid about not passing to Fernandez well, because this game, he was really on to score. He really wanted to score. And I think the role, the way that um, Ten Hag set up the team, with that 4-3-3 formation, did allow four attackers, two midfields, four defenders at certain points. And Sancho was, you know, doing an okay job cutting up uh, Ashley Young. But the problem is that nobody was finding uh, Fernandez just hanging around on that right side. He was completely open at one play when Sancho um, made a drive down the, the left flank. Um, Rashford couldn't find him. Erickson couldn't find him at certain crucial points. It's just like they didn't have the confidence of him to score. Or I just feel like they were, again, total football example. They were playing too much through Fernandez, like how Jaime mentioned in Ted Lasso that they should be playing through him instead of just playing to him and making him, you know, trying to get him to be the goal scorer. I thought they kind of took. Fernandez's role for granted that he's always going to try and find people instead of actually playing to him and having him take those chances because I personally think in the first half Fernandez could have had two goals three goals easy mm-hmm. um what was your ranking of him uh I would I think I gave him a seven or an eight I would kind of lead more towards 
the seven because he didn't he got the one goal but um i thought we could have seen more from him if the team included him more so because of the team i give him a seven but individual performance seven 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 what about rashi rashi um six for me today to be honest i agree i think he 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 tried to get involved and he tried to make sure that he was on some runs and tried to beat some players. But, I mean, for the most part, I think Aston Villa kind of looked at Rashford as the biggest goal threat. So they really made sure to nullify his, his threat off pacing. Um, that's also why they played the high line of the offside trap because he did get called many times for offside. Um, he also whined a bit more than he usually does. I felt like he was kind of like, too hungry to look for those penalty kicks especially that one chance where he was wailing for the penalty definitely i didn't think his takes were as strong either like ah valid point natalino coming through with a great point please elaborate well no i i just felt especially when he was out there right in front of the net like he would take it and it'd be dropped like five feet in front of him and he couldn't he couldn't finish it up and martinez is too good a goalie like a goalkeeper he's always gonna pounce on that he's gonna be there um if you give him that space well when it comes to pouncing i am the best goalkeeper Okay, if you think so. Uh, Sancho. Wait a minute. Hit or miss with you. Sancho, for me, was very, very good today. I thought, personal performance, I'd give him an an 8 because it was one of the best performances I've seen from him in a United kit, especially coming back from one of the worst performances that I've seen from him uh, when he played against Sevilla where he didn't try to go in for tackles or anything. He looked like he was very much up for it today, made some excellent moves, showed a little bit of his former Dortmund self with some of his dribbling that he'd done. Uh, super unlucky to not be credited for at least, I guess, an assist of an assist when he made that double dribble pass. Uh, through to Erickson and Erickson just I don't know his heart gave out or some shit maybe yeah to get jerked back into place um, but that was poor from from Erickson but man Sancho was looking lively but rarely made any passes the first half he kind of struggled where he made a few errand passes but he definitely grew into the game and he served as a threat I think without that threat um, Aston Villa would have started to exploit the end that he was on more because oftentimes he was on the same end as Malassia, that could have been a terrible time for us. But because he played so strong, uh, Villa, I think, found it harder to find any attacking angles, which really, really helped us get the win. Okay, going on to the subs. Fred, Mr. I want a red card. (laughs) 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 I thought he was, like, craving one today. I'm like, what is he doing? Fred was, I think McTominay got into his head Uh because as soon as he came on, he was just pushing everybody, bossing around midfield. But you know what? The purpose of that is to literally chop up the game. Sometimes you just don't want the game to flow for as long as the game's going. You need those moments to disrupt the game. And that's what Fred was doing, really. He was just a shit disturber. So I'd give him a six because he didn't really serve much purpose other than to just cause a bunch of shit in midfield, which he did. But it would have been nice to have seen a bit more of attacking angles from Fred. He had the one move where he ran down the line uh, on the right-hand side, but didn't really make much of it from there. Um, Didn't really make... A lot of like tackles I find. I find he got penalized a lot for fouling and stuff. Again, being a shit disturber more than anything else. But that wins games. So I mean I'd I'd give him a six, but not to undermine the role that he played for that game. Um, Anthony? Um he didn't show enough hunger for me. Like when you come on as a sub, you usually I have think to he's show pissed a that bit. he's coming on as a sub. That's number one. 
Yeah, but you got to show some determination and grit when you're coming on as a sub because you got to show the you know the coach or the manager or whatever that you can take that spot that you want that spot. Uh, just kind of passive. Didn't really have many opportunities to make any plays or anything like that. Just a six. Now this one I'm really upset about, especially the last two games, Martial. Like I don't know about you, but I've been finding the last couple games he's played in like just a waste of space. I don't know what he's doing. Like he's not really trying. Well, you have to keep in mind that at but he came, he got subbed in at what the seventy fifth minute something around there. The game is basically sewed up at that point. Like you know that you're gonna sit back. You know you're gonna defend. It was a move to make sure that Rashford didn't have to risk any further injury. Um, the one thing that Martial does do well, and I think it made sense for Ten Hag to get that substitution in, is that he does the hold-up play really well. So when he ha- passes the ball to him or when you get the ball to him, he's not going to turn the ball over very easily. He didn't turn the ball over very easily. Um, he was just there. I would give him a six. Like they United at that point weren't trying to score. Uh, they had that one again. That one opportunity with Erickson. I think I don't know if Marcel was on at that point or not. Actually, I might be. No, was it was it the one that Erickson passed to, to Sancho, Sancho right yeah. in there? And uh, th- yeah, it, it was just a little bit off. I I don't know if his pass was off. I actually think Sancho was just a step behind. He he was almost there. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, the the substitution for Marcel it made sense to avoid the risk of injury for Rashford. But they were never looking to score again, so he didn't really have a chance to imposed himself in the game he was just there to make up numbers and thank god they waited as long as possible for this substitution harry Maguire, six but he did win a couple of tackles and he did a great job this time around all eric's because they were playing with the back five essentially um it was easier for him to just clear the ball he didn't have to make any like snaking passes or anything like that he just had to do his job which was do not let the ball go in the net do not let the team get into the box which he did well enough with the tackle that he had in the first like five minutes of him coming on cleared the ball i think maybe once or twice um and then we brought him on specifically for any moments where like they were gonna have free kicks um you got a big man in there so he did his job six that's that and yeah that's the the weekend wrap-up right there um what do we got going on today we're going to planta yes you're gonna eat some vegan food but like do you want to talk about your next guest or you want to wait because you're gonna do a pretty incredible next show that has nothing to do with sports yeah that's right um my next guest who will be on the uh the rum shop his name is anthony abitangeli uh he's run one of the most successful um jam sessions in toronto for the last 14 years straight 15 years um there's been so many wonderful people so many great musicians who's come in and out of that um, jam session name them uh joy reads (laughs) that's you you fool (laughs) Uh, elmer farrar a fantastic guitarist um braxton hicks um brett higgins um, is that a real name braxton hicks isn't that like some like no it's a real name he's a tenor player oh for real yeah he's fantastic i mean these are just a few of the guys that you can catch there um at some point but um no these guys were fantastic and he did a great job of honing a real community uh within the st Clair west area for many many years um he since unfortunately has decided to uh call it at that area which is a huge loss to the community um, but he's taught me a lot about music business, about how to be a musician, um, people management, 
and what it really means to host and to build on a community in that aspect of, of jazz music, which is so hard to do. Um, so he's going to be on uh, at some point uh, within next week. So keep your keep your ears out for that. Uh, be sure to follow the Rum Shop HQ on Instagram for all of my latest updates. And thank you to Natalino for joining us. You've done a great job. Uh, you've been under a little bit of fire lately for um, people thinking that you're a little bit too strict on the uh, the team management there. Um, but I think so far you've been doing a great job. Um, I have faith in my team. Uh, I know that I've got the right backers. You're always you've always got my support. Um, even though you're coming under fire. Um, and we'll see you next week. Uh, have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at the rum shop for my next guest and for more sports updates. Um, do you want to say anything, Natalino? You look kind of... Did you like my vote of confidence for you? What's, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's some, like... Uh, something else going on everything there's no like positive compliment like that coming out of your mouth without like some side underside i don't know something's going on you got something brewing i can tell <laughs> no no nothing's brewing you just have to keep watching and i'm sure um this keep is listening we're not a video keep listening um keep watching out for um updates and for new releases but you know this is a new job for everybody um you know, I've been doing this for quite some time now, as you can tell, but... <laughs> no, uh, you haven't. You've done it for like six months. And even then, you took the <laughs> longest break I've ever seen anybody in podcast history take. I took a break from taking a break. <laughs> um, but no, you're you're doing a great job. We've had three matches now. We're 0-3. Um, but, you know, the team will, will get there. And we'll get there when we get there. Um, you got a great fan base. You you're know? just you're trying you're trying to see when you can sneak in the call for more booty shots to your DMs. <laughs> like that's not happening. Well, I didn't do it. You just did it. <laughs> so we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>